the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and we are here once again with a show for you in the Christmas season. And we've got a Christmas themed show. I've been trying to get this one done with uh, my buddy because I know my buddy is really all about this. And so it's really fun. You know her. You've heard her before. She is not a new timer or a first timer here on the show. Welcome back, Heather. Hello. Yeah. So uh, that was very subdued for you. <laughs> um, our word this, of the week this week, I want to get this out of the way fast, uh, is uh, Sinosure. Have you ever heard Sinosure? No. Yeah, Sinosure. It's kind of a fun one. It's a person or a thing that's in the center of the attention or admiration. And I like to try to be the Sinosure, like the queen being the Sinosure of everybody in the room. Like ever, like the bride at a wedding is the Sinosure. Yeah. And uh, so I like to think that I am the Sinosure. Probably not. More of a censure <laughs> than a Sinosure. But, uh, you know, if you can use Sinosure in your sentences this week, give yourself the standard 10 bonus points every time you do. And uh, smile at everyone. Let them know that you are making them better by improving your vocabulary. Mm. And uh, if they want to have a better vocabulary, send them our way. We'd love to have new listeners listening in on the show. Uh, let them know how to do it. Put it out on your uh, your exes or your, uh, your, your Instagrams, Facebooks, whatever you do. Uh, just send it out in a text to your people. Tell them to watch the show or listen to the show. Uh, they can get a hold of me if they've got ideas with words. If they don't like Sinosure and they want to have a, a different word of the week, they can send me a text at 760-608-1942 or they can send me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com and we'll get all that taken care of. Love to have your input on the show. Tell me what you think. If you've got ideas for the show, all that stuff can happen on the texts or on the uh, emails. So uh, with that... Welcome to the show, Heather. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Thanks for doing this. Thank Heather's you. been illin, so we didn't, uh, we weren't able to get this out to you right at the beginning. But I wanted to have Heather on to talk about Advent because Advent is a thing. I've been hearing more about it this year. Uh, Caleb has been pumping, pushing Advent Caleb. Uh, this year. Yeah, Who's Caleb. Caleb, the radio oh, station. Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, not okay. Caleb. Caleb. Uh, they've been pushing uh, Advent, and I remember as a kid growing up in the Protestant church at the base, and we were Protestant because. We were whatever the chaplain was for those two years. We were there, uh, faith, but we'd always have the Advent candles. And I always thought, okay, this is a chance for families get to go up there and, and light, you know, the thing. And I always wanted to be one of the families, but I always wanted to be like the last one because then you get to light four of, yeah, all you know, four. the candles. And if it was the first one, you know, I'm the baby uh, in the family. So you got dad, mom, older brother, and me. So if like, if there ain't four candles to light, I might not be lighting one. Uh, and I definitely wanted to get a chance to have that fire, you know? Right. Uh, so Advent, Heather, is more than fire. Fire, yeah. Yeah. So um, can you just give a little overview of what Advent is all about? Okay. So Advent is the season leading up to December 25th, the birth of Jesus. And so Advent is traditionally started four weeks before Christmas. Christmas Day, and each week is a celebration of focusing on one of the main characteristics of Jesus, right? And so for me, Advent is that time where you're intentionally taking a part of your daily routine mm -hmm. and devoting it to Christ, to, to God, and then focusing on the what Christmas means to you. 
Okay. And how did you get introduced mm-hmm. to Advent? Because um, just for if you're new listeners or, or haven't uh, remembered Heather being on the show in the past, Heather was not raised in a Christian faith, mm-hmm. uh, vaguely new Christian, although it's been now, gosh. It's been a while now, <laughs> almost 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Closing in on half of the life there yeah. now instead of the, instead the fresh, of- free, fresh. But what was it that brought Advent to your awareness? Okay, so for me growing up, Christmas was always a huge thing in our family. Always, always, always. And it wasn't that we went to church. My mom didn't believe in that, and we didn't um, have a Bible. We didn't read the Bible. So none of, it was nothing to do with religion. Christmas was all about did, family. Did your mom not believe in religion? Did your not, mom not believe in the church? the church? Was she like an atheist, or was she like, yeah, we don't do this? No, she's it's, an atheist. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so, and that... Anyways, that's a whole other story. That's shifted through her life for what that looks like today. Now she's Wiccan. But back then, it was just nothing. She didn't believe in anything. And what Christmas was for us was a celebration of family. Okay. And for me as a kid, like my my memories of Christmas were all, almost always good ones, ironically. Mm-hmm. And they were based around you know, making cookies with my family. It was spending time, the Christmas parties that my families would host and having people over and friends and family. So I have, I have very good memories of, of Christmases in my past. And did you grow up with extended family or just immediate family? Like, was uh, it like uh, all the aunties and uncles? It and... was aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents. Yeah. Growing up, I had a lot of family. Okay. Um, and so when I when I switched over and started going to church, I really wanted to have a deeper um, understanding, a better understanding of what Christmas was, besides the birth of Jesus, right? right? Why is this so important? Why is it such a huge thing in our culture, in our society, in our churches? And so I started digging deeper and deeper. And the first church I went to had what you were saying, the Advent wreath. And I was okay. like, what is that? And do you mind saying what, what denomination this was? Nazarene. Nazarene, okay. Yeah, well, they were Nazarene, and I just didn't understand. I was like, I didn't, I literally had never seen one before. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know why there were people walking up on stage lighting a candle on a wreath. Like, I I literally was clueless. Uh-huh. And so my personality is just research. So I start researching it. And as I start researching it and, and, and unpacking it more and more, and the, and the meaning, because each candle had a meaning, and what, that meaning was, I became more and more, um, I don't want to say in love, for just excited about Christmas and what yeah. it meant and how intentionally taking every single day leading up to the birth of Jesus for that, those four weeks was a preparation of your heart for a celebration. Mm, right. Right. So um, to roll back just a tiny bit and explore your, your uh, heathen past. Mm. So you get saved. Yeah. Uh, you see Christmas in a different light now. Right. Okay. So what was that like for you? Was that a, a situation of like, what are these heathens doing with Santa and all the gifts and, oh, and no. you know, uh, you know, <laughs> money about Christmas? Or it was like, okay, there's all that, but now there's another aspect of it. Were okay. you, were you angry about how it was? Were you just like, okay, there's more to it now or? No, no. In fact, I'm still, I, I probably still have a slightly unhealthy obsession with Christmas um, as far as commercialization, where I love decorating my house. I love having my Christmas villages out, all these things that some people would consider heathen. Right know? now, I just want you to, to, to stop and check the Mess It Up podcast Instagram page because I'm going to put a picture of the most gloriously hideous tree I've seen. It was in a Macy's in Hawaii right after 
Halloween, they put up the Christmas stuff and I sent this picture and I'm like, can you believe how ugly this is? And Heather was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. So check that out right now. <laughs> Give did. me some feedback on I it. Did. Yeah. So so you like the decorations, you like all that stuff. And this was, was this, this like- This was an added bonus. Like this extra. fulfilled it and made me understand, right? Yeah. So what was that understanding like? Is Was it, was it light bulby? Was it more like it just warmth of, of like a piece of like, okay, I get it more now or? It wasn't light bulby because I always knew, you know, because I, I always knew that Christmas was the celebration of the birth of Christ. I, mm-hmm. I knew that my whole life. Um, but just never celebrated or believed it. I I went the pagan route, right? Right. And so, um, but for me, uh, I've mm, I've had a hard time pulling back from some of the um, commercialism of it and just going, no, really, it is about the birth of Jesus, and this yeah. is way more important than Christmas decorations or cookie parties or gingerbread baking houses or whatever traditions we have. Those are important, but this is the real reason why. Yeah, and I, I think it it can be easy to get into, involved in the Christmas wars. Mm, you know, yeah. um, you know, somebody says Happy Holidays, and you know, you get all bowed up. Merry Christmas to you. you well, know? I, and it's yeah, like, I celebrate all of them. You know, yeah, so. and it's uh, to like me Happy Hanukkah because Hanukkah's going on right now. Yeah, I, I told someone happy holidays yesterday and they got you know bad, merry christmas you mean i was like no i meant happy holidays because we got new year coming up and, and hanukkah which you we know, believe in all this stuff and and you know so i just you know it's i didn't i didn't limit it i don't want your yeah. your happiness to be limited to this but but it can be easy to um to get into those kind of things and i and it's not wrong i mean that i mean we should remember the Christ part of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in all actuality, we don't have the birth certificate that shows December 25th. We don't have that. And historically, I would say that most archaeological information and people nowadays would say probably not exactly in that time or maybe even that time of year, but it's something that's just been. And so it's one of these traditions that has been taken and, and you mm-hmm. could go the Jehovah's Witness route and say, we don't do anything because it's yeah. not that when it's, we're giving too much credence to the wrong thing. The like stuff. like yeah. people might say with, with Halloween. And, and I'm not here to debate that one way or the other, but I am here to say that I think that tradition, whatever tradition is, mm. is an important part of life mm-hmm. and family. And if Christmas traditions are things that bring us together as family and give us memories of family and love and joy. Yeah, and that, that's something I think that we should lean into right. and and be okay. We we don't want to be, you know, I mean there's there's limits. But just this week I got a phone call from my daughter and she was upset. And my son-in-law said, "Yeah, um she is about what ten out of ten uh, uh, mad, and my daughter said no, about twelve out of ten mad. And I said, ooh, "Ooh, what happened?" And someone came to the preschool, or my four-year-old granddaughter goes to preschool and announced, "Right now, uh, earmuffs, children. There is no Santa." <laughs> Eleanor was beside herself. My daughter was livid that someone would do this, and so now we are all doubling down on making sure that the four-year-old gets the whole Santa experience. I'm thinking, okay, here we are doing everything we can to make sure that she doesn't know the truth. Yeah. And it's important to us because of tradition. And and so, you know, we can get 
we can get led astray. And, and, and if we let, I think if the tradition is what's driving the cart, then that becomes a problem. Right. But if we have tradition as part of the decoration of the cart, mm. I think that's nice. We, I was sat here for the Christmas parade yesterday and saw a, a car go by that was this old uh, convertible from the 60s muscle car. And they had taken some temporary little lights and put it on the side of the car. And it added to it. it. It wasn't what the car was, but it made it more festive for that time of year. And it was fun. The guy's going to take them off. I'm going to take my Christmas tree down. Right. But I think having these traditions can really build mm -hmm. stuff. And, it, and a tradition like Advent, which is, I mean, I, I think it's wonderful because it does redirect focus and get us looking at those right kinds of things for the season. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we'll look at what those different four candles represent after our song of the week. But right now we're going to do our song of the week. And I picked a special one uh, for uh, my friend because I, I'm i hoping that uh, she likes it. I know that she likes this artist, so I, I, I changed the, the week so it would be this one for Heather. Uh, but what we're going to do is uh, normally I give you 90 seconds, but for some reason when I recorded it off of iTunes, it gave me um, – like 78 seconds. Mm -hmm. It gave me a minute and 18 seconds. So you don't get the full 90 second bit of this song, but this is uh, Jelly Roll, Son of a Sinner. So we'll be back on the other side of the break to talk about that, talk more about Advent and um, whatever else we talk about. So here's Jelly Roll with Son of a Sinner. I never get lonely. I got these goals to keep me company I took the rear view off of this soul forward So I only see him in front of me Now the past is out of sight and out of mind Swore I'd change, now I'm back chasing these white lines I'm just a long-haired son of a sinner Searching for new There you go. One of the many sounds of, of Jelly Roll. The one thing that I love about Jelly Roll is that uh, you listen to a different album, you get a different sound. You, you can do. see it's it's nice to see the progression of of where he came from, where he's going, and and all those different things. Um, it's I, I very love eclectic. Yeah, I love that. I love that aspect of him. Um, so uh, Heather, what song sticks out uh, to you on this song? Mm, I love this song. This song has been. Uh, one that I have listened to quite a lot, I'd say in the past six months. Um, but there's a part of the song where he says it a couple of different times. He says, I'm just a long-haired son of a sinner, searching for new ways I can get gone from the pedal to the highway. If you ever wonder why, we all write these songs. And he goes on, he says, because I'm only one drink away from the devil. I'm only one call away from home. I'm somewhere in the middle, and I guess I'm just a little right and wrong. Mm. Um, and so obviously he has a history of struggling with addiction and, and as do I. And um, 
that song, it's just, he, ah, it's a little raw. It's a little raw yeah. because it's like, he's like, I'm just a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. And he's like, I'm, I'm just mm, <laughs> one drink away from the devil. And we're all just a little right and wrong. And so it's just a really raw and honest song about a man going through his struggles. But knowing at the end of the day, because later on in this song, he says, I know eventually God hates me, but he will save me. Mm. And so, man, anyone who struggles with addiction, Jelly Roll is a place where I found a lot of um, strength in in his songs and his and his and his story and his everything about the, the ability to relate and be mm -hmm. like i mean for me one of the most powerful things is an understanding that i'm not the only one for mm -hmm. whatever it is yeah. you know if they've got a name for something that i struggle for i'm always happy because like good enough people they had to name this thing so now i'm not a freak because right. that was always my fear is i'm a freak because of this and uh the, uh, i picked up right where you left off mistakes i've made i paid for them in cash walked a million miles on broken glass um and that's I, I feel that, that just walking on, on glass. I, I sat in church today and had the person leading worship, you know, talk about the redemption of Christ. And, and they were saying, you know, yeah, you know, your past is the past and we don't worry about the past. Just, you know, we got, cause we've got a future. I was like, that oh. is such a great bumper sticker. That is so awesome. I wish it was true. Right. I wish it were you know, true. In, in real life. I know it's true with God. But, and, you know, but we all look at our past. Yeah. And, and, and we all have to deal with it. And people look at our past for us. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You know, I have people if, if I forget my past, there are people lined up waiting to remind me of my past. You know, the oh, reason yes, I yeah. was watching this person singing on stage is because I'm not allowed to be on stage because of that's right. My past. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I love I love listening to Jelly Roll. And I will be honest, I you turned me on to Jelly Roll. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love Jelly Rolls before yeah. <laughs> this, but, but the music of Jelly Roll, I wasn't familiar with until you um, mentioned him. And I have found that same thing that it's just like, oh, I get this dude. And, and I like that it's not pretty. It's not. I like that he's not like, it's, it's very raw. you know, trying to, to dress it up and be, you know, I, and I love yeah. my Michael W. Smith and my Chris Tomlin. And I love that kind of stuff, but I also like this. people that I can relate to. Yeah. He you know. brings, yeah, we could go into that later, but yeah, he's a, a great, a great artist. Yeah. So uh, check that out. Um, and, and like I said, you know, if you listen to a Jelly Roll album and don't like it, listen to another one because it's going to oh, be Lord. different. It's going to be different. <laughs> you know, he's got some country stuff. He's got some hip hop -y kind of stuff. He's got a wide variety yeah, of things. Like so his... yeah, don't, don't just listen to one and say, oh, I don't like this guy. Give it all a listen. Um, there's, there's, it's not, he's not celery. He's more like apples, lots of varieties. Lots of varieties. Yeah, yeah. Can you name any different varieties of celery? No. You got regular celery, and then maybe there's French celery. I don't know celery. Celery. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Advent. Yes. We got four candles. Yes, you do. What's What's the story with each candle? Can you give us just a, a, a little uh, thirty thousand foot look at the different candles? Yeah. So, so there's five of them total. Five. One of them's for Jesus, I'll bet. One's for JC. Yes. Woo! Oh, so <laughs> good, good job. Man, look at me go. That's why I've got my own podcast. <laughs> so hope, uh, not faith. So it's hope, peace, joy, and love. And then the last candle is Christ. Uh, and some of the some of the churches are pretty. Uh, they have to be done like each week has to be done in a certain order. And 
you can Google that online. I don't think they have to be done in a certain order. I believe that they all just lead right into each other. Um, but hope is, the, is what they call the prophecy candle, where hope is we are receiving this hope. We, like we're told in the Bible quite frequently, you're going to be, there's, there's salvation coming. So um, have faith, be strong. And then it talks about peace, and, and that's called the Bethlehem candle. And so peace is, uh, you know, yes, we have this hope. Now we have this peace because once we're able to accept this salvation, uh, all of that turmoil that's inside of you is going to be gone. And because you're struggling, you're, you're focused on, on Jesus. And then there's the joy, which is considered the shepherd's candle, where they talk about um you know, the shepherds in the field at night and talking about the joy that the shepherds felt to be included in. Ah. They were included in on this this miraculous story of Jesus's birth. So you're told that we have this hope. You will have this peace. There is joy. There's joy. Everyone, this is for everyone, not just the rich and, and, and the Jews. This is for everyone. Everyone's going to be included into this. And there's joy in that inclusion. And then love, which is the angel's candle. So the angels came down and they sang, oh, heavenly host, glorious. Still stay out, right? And so they're the angel candle where they're talking about this love, the love of God that came down to us in the birth of baby mm. Jesus, right? Dear Lord, baby Jesus. Or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. So that's that last week where now you've talked about hope, you've talked about peace, you talked about the joy, and you've talked about the love that God has for you. And then on Christmas Day, it's the Christ candle, and that one is obviously the birth of Jesus, and we talk about why Jesus had to come, what, why is the birth of Jesus important, how he got here, the prophecy's fulfillment, and what the birth of Jesus means for us through peace, joy, and love. Okay. So... Um... I was looking to find out because I, too, am a, a person that enjoys uh, researching and, and knowing more stuff about things. And you talked about these Advent candles. I'm wondering, where did this all start? And so mm -hmm. I didn't want to put you on the spot. Do you know by any chance? Um, a long time ago. No, I okay. don't. Uh, it says this is according to Google, uh, Wikipedia, actually. It says uh, the concept of the Advent wreath originated among German Lutherans in the 16th century, mm -hmm. uh, but it uh, took until about three centuries later that the modern Advent wreath took shape. Um, and then we also see the Advent calendars, you know, with people. I saw yeah. a really cute one. I don't know if I sent it to you, but take cookies and then put numbers in them and then fill it in and then the kids could eat a cookie every day towards, uh, you know, that. I, I thought, dude. I'm on board with that. I'd do an Advent pie calendar. I'd right. do Advent brownies. There's I'd, so many I'd, different Advent calendars yeah, let's, out there now. Let's do that. Uh, <clears throat> but I love those ideas. I, you know, things. It can be so easy to get distracted. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I are very distractible people, um, and having something to focus on. Um, I, I was you grounded. Yeah, I was thinking about this today in church, and the pastor was talking about worship. And um, I go to a um, uh, um, Pentecostal Pentecostal 
charismatic church. Thank you. That's scrambling for the word. Um, and so a lot more uh, hands in the sky than hands in pockets right. during um, music. And so the pastor was talking about how, um, you know, it's important to be uh, enthusiastic. Active. Yes. Yeah. And I was thinking about that because it's not me. And I'm a spaz. I'm a hyper guy. I, I love to cause a ruckus. But when I do worship, I don't do that. And I was thinking about why. And for me, I need the calm so I can focus and just black everything else out and focus on the Christ part of it. And and without mixing religions, you know, be more Zen to get to Christ. Mm -hmm. And and if I'm jumping around and doing the hoot and holler and clapping and dancing and it's going nuts, then I'm not worshiping. I'm just having a little freak out session. And I need that to focus. And And I don't feel guilty about it. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel pressured that I have to be. I don't feel unholy for not wanting mm -hmm. to jump and dance. Yeah. Um, that, that's just what I need. And, and I think this Advent thing helps me to zero that in. It helps me to take some of the tinsel, some of the mistletoe, some of the Santa and the Christmas lights helps me and, stay focused, and, and push yeah. it to where I see, you know, what it is that's there. Because we do, we, we put a lot of emphasis on Christmas. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember when we were both on staff at the same church, um, a debate about whether we should have church on Christmas morning oh when it was gosh. on a Sunday. And it was, and I'm like, we should have, we should be here. Yep. And I'm like, no, we got we have every Easter. We do it on Sunday at church. And, you know, we put so much emphasis on Christmas, which is, you know, the birth, which is great. Mm -hmm. Can't have the resurrection without the birth. Mm -hmm. But I think we, it's easy for us to get distracted by the hand up in the air so that Satan can come and slap us on the yeah. face and say, you saw the distraction. So I like this because for a person like me, it does help me to get it really does. And, you know, so like there are these so many different ways of, of Advent with Advent calendars and like you're saying cookies or candies or, you know, even at my house, I have um, a little Christmas house where you open up the little doors, you take the ornament out the door and you hang it on the tree, mm. you know, but I also have for me what's more important and what I, I do is an Advent devotional where I sit down every day and that's for the four weeks leading up to Christmas Day. And it keeps me focused and centered and on task, which in today's society is highly important. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super important. So um, so what does Advent look like for you beyond the candles? The daily devotional thing, like I just mentioned to you, where you can, you, they have them in apps on your phone if you don't want to go buy one. I've bought a few over the years. Uh, for my kids when we were younger, I was very like our Advent every day, I would read them a passage of the Bible. And then we would do like little arts and crafts that went along with that. That was a little, it was a lot of work. I don't have that energy anymore in my life. Um, but and they probably don't want to do arts and crafts. <laughs> yeah, now they don't. They're seventeen and eighteen. They don't care. Uh, but for me, that's what it is: is me quietly sitting and reading that devotion, that daily devotion I have for Advent, um, leading up to Christmas Day and the celebration of Christmas Day. Cool. And what is what does Christmas mean to Heather? Boil it down mm. for me. The love. It's it, it's Advent, right? It, that's what Christmas is to me. Love, peace, joy, hope. All of those things that pulled me out of the darkness that I would, literally, like the darkness I was living in. 
and was able to focus, refocus my whole entire life and make it so much better. But that's only because I had hope, love, peace, and joy because of Jesus. Okay. Right? So for me, that's what's shaped it. And when, you know, for a while there were, I, I kind of backslid and I was no longer reading my Bible. I was no longer praying. I was in a little bit of darkness and my whole life started to crumble. And then once I started to go back once again to going, no, no, this is what I'm supposed to be focused on, love, hope, peace, and joy. It's just so grounding and it's so much more freeing and it's so much more happier for me. So that's what Christmas is. That's what Advent is yeah. for me. And that, that, you answered my question before I could answer it or before I could ask it that, you know, theoretically, the people listening to this show, this is a the recovery based show, a mm-hmm. Christian based mm-hmm. show. So I assume that anybody who listens to it more than once has either some sort of foot in Christianity, some sort of foot in recovery, or mm-hmm. maybe both. And it's these things where I look at it and say, okay, I have known this. You know, I loved lighting the Advent candles when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I wandered away. And trying to stay in that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's impossible to stay on the mountaintop forever. Yeah. You know, we go to camp, we go to the the the, the, the symposium or, or a revival and we're amped, you know, and, and then we come back and life has its way of, of taking over and, and becoming life. Um, and so keeping it fresh, I think that's what helps keep it so that I can stay on the course that I've been trying to stay on. And, it, and it's, I mean, it's easy. I get, I get bumped around, but I mean, even the fastest ship is moving a little bit because there's all these other forces that are on it. The wind is blowing, the waves are blowing and, and, and we get moved no matter how much we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, we still can get moved around by these other factors. And and so I think things like this, like Advent um, and going through and staying fresh mm-hmm. are really important to keeping us. Well, it's just like working your steps, right? Or going mm-hmm. to AA meetings. It's like you have to keep it in front of you and you have to stay focused. It's very easy to lose sight of. Yeah. Even if it like gets boring. I was talking on, on Friday night. I was teaching lessons like, well, it's about the 20th time I've taught this lesson. <laughs> you know, and next year, if you come about this time, probably going to hear something real similar to it because it's and that but that mundane the boredom that I get from doing a step study again or from going through and looking at my steps or teaching this lesson or doing whatever and going to meeting after meeting after meeting every Friday the boredom is better than the chaos Mm, that I have about it so um so yeah so cool any any parting advent Christmas thoughts for us Note that, you know, for me, I hope that you find the hope, the peace, the love, and the joy that God has given us. And it is a gift. And it's just being willing to accept that gift and move forward. Yeah, yeah. And uh, make Jesus the sign of sure of your Christmas celebration. <gasps> Ten bonus points for me right there. Oh, my there. gosh, yes. I didn't even try to do that. It just happened. It happened. Man, thank you, Jesus. Um, hey, uh, don't forget to send an email to bowtieguyatmessituppodcast.com. You can uh, call me or text me on my cell phone at 760-608-1942. If you want to support the show, if you want to get your last giving in to get some yearly year-end uh, tax relief, everything you give is tax deductible at 760-WALLS-CA. Text the word MUM to that number, which winds up being 925-5722. So we really appreciate all y'all for doing that. Thank you for being who you are. And... Uh, 
We'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess It Up.